The views and opinions expressed on Eye on the Triangle do not represent WKNC or NC State student media. Your dial is currently tuned into Eye on the Triangle here on WKNC 88.1 HD1 Raleigh. Hello everyone, this is Brian Hurado, the Public Affairs Director here at WKNC and host of Eye on the Triangle. Starting off today's episode, Heidi, Emily, and Abigail bring us the weekly news. Following the weekly news, Maha has an interview with Karina Earl, a local artist based out of Raleigh and manager of EDM group Fractal Mind. Hope you all enjoy. Hello guys, welcome back to Eye on the Triangle. My name is Abigail Ali. I am the news editor at Technician and today I am here with... Hey guys, I'm Heidi. I'm one of the assistant news editors at Technician. And I'm Emily. I'm the other assistant news editor at Technician. And today we have brought you some news from around the triangle and yeah, let's get into it. So for some of our more consistent listeners, <laughs> you might remember this one. I mentioned a few months ago a group of people working to save the Raleigh Seaboard Station after Turnbridge Equities, which is a New York developer, made plans of Raleigh to demolish the 80-year-old station. The developer planned to build two towers on the site, which is currently home to Logan's Garden Shop, which is super cute if you haven't been there. Check it out. Um, the group protested and convinced four city council members to not approve the rezoning, which forced Turnbridge Equities to change their plans. And so the developer agreed to preserve or relocate at least 50% of the seaboard station in exchange to building 20 stories. The project will cost $20 million or $200 million, and construction won't start until 2025. So I just really enjoyed the story because I remember talking about it and hoping the protesters would win. And, like, I feel like it's rare protesters win against, like, cities yeah. and city councils. So that's exciting. I'm really curious whether they're going to relocate or just leave it there. Because I feel like big companies like this often get mad when things get in their way, such as this. So I wouldn't be surprised mm -hmm. if they relocated. And I'm curious about how that would go. But yeah, I'm glad they changed their minds. That is so exciting. That is so exciting. I also remember reading about this because Mari, one of our co-workers, wrote an article for Indie when it came, like when it was first announced, and it was kind of really heartbreaking to read. And I've definitely noticed that Raleigh is quick to just like knock down historical buildings, so it would be nice to see them try to preserve more history because I think it's important and it's sweet and a lot of people still have ties to places like the Seaboard right. Station. So yeah, that's really, really exciting and I'm so glad to hear that because I have to say I wasn't hopeful because yeah, it's very rare protesters do win. So I'm glad it got enough attention and traction to stay around a no little bit longer. Yeah, I feel like that was really surprising to me to hear that they actually won, because like, to be honest, I feel like, like everyone said, like that just doesn't happen that much. Um, but it is interesting to think about like whether they'll relocate or just um, preserve some of it, just because like I can't decide which one would cost more money. And I feel like they're gonna go with whatever costs less. So like, if, I mean, I guess technically leaving it would cost less, but like in terms of like if they want to put a business there, it would cost them money because they can't. Because like changing their plans would cost them money. Too, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. It'll be interesting. It will be interesting. If any Raleigh City Council members are listening to this, stop urbanization. It sucks. Stop tearing down historical landmarks. Yeah. Literally. Alrighty. So I'm sure some of our listeners are definitely Impractical Jokers fans. I just 
get that vibe from you guys. But if you're not familiar with the Impractical Jokers, uh, there are now only three guys named Murr, Sal, and Q. And they're basically just like me, Abigail, and Heidi, except we're probably funnier. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. So I recently found out that they're going on tour and they're coming to Charlotte, North Carolina on February 17th. So if you live in the Triangle, I'm telling you in advance so that you can make plans to do a fun road trip with your friends to go see them because tickets are on sale now and they start at $25, which I think is pretty reasonable to see this amazing comedy duo. So I don't know. I feel like you would go and have a lot of fun and also you can make a road trip out of it. So that's my tidbit. I feel like that kind of be scary. Like what if you're seeing the crowd and you just like get pranked (laughs) (laughs) how else are they gonna do it like i don't know i haven't seen much of the show like it's fun you'll you'll just have fun there isn't that what ashton kutcher used to do i feel like his was more like i I never watched it but i thought it was more like like a joke is on you i feel like impractical jokers is more like the guys are the people who are like making themselves look dumb and you're just like you know like like ashton kutcher i think it was like more of an embarrassment but these are just kind of like they're just kind of making, they're just doing silly things. Okay, cool. <laughs> we should go on a comedy tour, too. We oh my should. God. Let us know if you want us to go on a comedy tour. <laughs> so true. <laughs> okay, so my tidbits this week are going to be a little bit different just because I have blabbed and blabbed for the past few weeks about holiday events going on in the Triangle. So I wanted to switch it up and give you a little bit of something different. So I'm going to focus on... Shouting out some local businesses that I love and will be perfect for doing some Christmas shopping. And yeah, because I think shopping local is very important. It can be a little bit expensive, but you know, it's good to support. So save up some money, honey, and go to these really cool spots because I love them. Um, The first one I'm going to talk about is I wanted to shout out Deco Raleigh, which is a gift shop full of unique trinkets. Things like gardening kits, homeware, quirky card sets, and more. It's one of those stores that's like very pop culture forward and has items ranging from very thoughtful and artistic like glassware to like goofy and weird like I don't even know like books and stuff that are just like really strange but like the kind of stuff that's funny. I don't know. And their wide range of stock makes it makes it the perfect place for Christmas shopping or just like peeking around if you're looking for a little treat for yourself. And so I highly recommend giving it a try this holiday season. It is literally such a fun store. And every time I go in, I find myself redesigning the cute apartment I don't have right now and <laughs> picking out gifts for everybody in my inner circle and planning for birthdays. So I know it will be the best for the holidays. And yeah try it out (laughs) i'm so excited that you're doing this because i feel like i don't have a great like knowledge of the small businesses in raleigh but i do really need to get christmas gifts from people but i think this sounds like so cool and i really want to i really want to go there now like it sounds so fun that sounds cool because i am a huge advocate of trinkets (laughs) and i'm also a huge advocate of buying little treats for yourself (laughs) so like everyone wins there's something for everyone yeah and they have like I don't know. They just have the funniest little things. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like candle holders and then like mugs that are like naked people. Like, you know, know. it's just one of those stores that's just funny. I like it. I love like those stores with just a ton of little trinkets. I feel like you can spend so much time in them too. Just like it's enjoyable to be around and just look at everything. Yeah, exactly. I always like stand in the middle of those stores because I'll like find a book that's kind of like cute or funny and I'll stand like read the book for 10 minutes and be like, oh, wait, (laughs) I can't do this. But yeah, love stores like that. Yeah, same. 
Okay, so as some of you, as some of you know, Mr. Noble has been found. Just to clear things up, Mr. Noble was that man who sat at the <gasps> end of Hillsboro selling oh, thank flowers, God. and he also was at the intersection of Peace Street and St. Mary a lot. And he was reporting reported missing a couple weeks ago by the employees at Fallon's Flowers because usually he comes in to buy his roses for everyone. Yeah, and he hadn't turned up for a while. And when I heard he was missing, I was like, oh, wait, I haven't seen him for a while. And that's weird because usually like he's always on the bench or something like that. Yeah. But thank God he's safe and has been found. And he was in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I don't know what he's what? doing there and how he got there. But thank goodness he is <laughs> safe because this man is so sweet. Like I've seen him give so many people yeah. just free flowers. And he's just known for his kindness. So I'm very glad he is safe. And I hope he comes back soon. I don't know what, what, what there is in Atlantic City, but... It can't be as good as Raleigh. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, that's really that's really good news. I'm so happy that he was found. Because, like, especially so far away, I can't even believe that, like, they found him. Because, like, I would just expect to be looking in North Carolina. I know. But... I couldn't find information on how they found him. But it just said, like, the people at Fallon's Flowers were, like, oh, super determined to find him. Because, like, they're import- like he was important to, like, our community. Which he is. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they were that determined. But I want to know, like, how. Because, like, yeah. Like, yeah. It, I wonder Atlantic if they know his family or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Well, I'm yeah. so glad he was found. Because, yeah, I, like, know people who have gotten his flowers and are just, like, it made their day. And, like, I don't know. He's such a present. So, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm glad he's, he's okay. so sweet. Yeah. All right. So my next tidbit is about um, Durham Public Schools, which... They're apparently a historically underfunded underfunded school district, which doesn't surprise me because I feel like pretty much every every public school district right now is underfunded. True. Um, but they recently received an unsolicited eighteen million dollar grant from Mackenzie Scott. Whoa! Wow. Yeah, which is a lot of money. And Mackenzie Scott sounded so familiar to me, so I looked it up, and she divorced from Jeff Bezos in twenty nineteen. Whoa! Queen. Yeah. So she has a lot of money, and apparently she's given a lot of it away to public schools. Like that's her thing, which oh I think gosh. is so great because public schools need it so bad. Yeah. Um, and I also think it's like so cool that this was unsolicited because I feel like that's such a like an amazing surprise and that'll go like that'll just like really really help a school district um so from much. like even just like giving free and reduced lunch to people or like helping fund for like more teachers or more support staff or whatever like yeah. that can help with like so so much so i think if i was ever a billionaire i would do that too but that's just like a really cool thing and i think it's so great that they're investing in public education and it was unsolicited but that's yeah. actually amazing. Also, that woman, I don't know what she was doing ever married to <laughs> Jeff Bezos because she's also donated like a ridiculous amount to climate change research yeah. as well. Like she just gives her money away all the I money she wanted to divorce. But like yeah. education, that's a great thing she's doing. I'm so happy about that. Yeah, that's amazing, especially coming from a school that did not have great funding. Mm-hmm. It's like I know the struggles mm-hmm. and how annoying it can be sometimes. And yeah, no, that's going to be so incredibly helpful for that school yeah and as long as it lasts it's gonna be like i don't know kind of game changing at least for a little while yeah yeah and maybe it'll give like the school opportunities to keep up like better funding and stuff Mm. which will be really nice so it'll be cool to see what they do with that money okay so my second tidbit is going to be about another well it's kind of a pairing of stories but we'll get into it So I wanted to also recommend Edge of Urge and Unlikely Professionals as places to shop this holiday season. These stores are owned by the same people, so they're kind of collaborative. 
Edge of Urge caters to a more feminine audience, while Unlikely Professionals caters to a more masculine audience. Similar to Deco, these stores feature fun trinkets, funny books, home accessories, whatever, whatever. But they also include things like jewelry and clothes that are like, I think most of them are come from local creators and designers and stuff like that. Um, Unlikely Professionals also tends to carry fun like beers, and I think they also have wines sometimes. And visitors can even grab a drink as they walk around the store because they have like a cute little beer bar. It's kind of fun. Um, Edge of Urge and Unlikely Professionals are the perfect places for people who love vintage vibes, sarcasm, and fighting for civil rights. If that sounds like somebody you know, head on over and grab a couple things. For obvious reasons, I have only been to Unlikely Professionals a couple of times since they've opened because they're still kind of new. But it is a really cool guy store. It definitely leads, leans heavily millennial style, but that's kind of Raleigh's <laughs> vibe. So I don't see the issue there, especially since masculine focused stores aren't all that popular, popular or common. So, yeah. And then Edge of Urge, on the other hand, is one of my favorite stores to walk through and just like see what they have. Um, everything they carry is extremely fun and intriguing, like vintage pillows with cuss words on them mm. and glitter pigments that are like really pigmented. <laughs> Not to mention, I have been dying to get one of their now famous reproductive rights or human rights shirts that they sell. Um, just by the way, if you get those, I'm pretty sure like 100% of the proceeds go to Planned Parenthood. And they're really cute. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. And my only complaint is that they their clothes are a little bit pricey, but I don't know. It's still a really great store. I really love it. I know for a fact they carried, like, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, like, T-shirts, like, with yes. just their faces on <laughs> one point. So definitely advocated that. Would recommend. <laughs> yeah, I love that Abigail's giving, like, the best holiday gift guys yes, for ma'am. people in Raleigh. Yes. Like, seriously, you guys, this is quality stuff. Like, this is – I'm glad because I'm also taking notes, like – where I should go so yeah it's so much fun I love Edge of Urge has really cute jewelry options mm-hmm. which is really nice if you have people that like jewelry that's I cool. like it and then like the they have more of like the books and stuff that are really funny and like I don't know if you've seen their pillows but they have like the little pillows with like the funny sayings on them and they're like little grandma pillows but like they throw you off because you read it and you're like, oh, <laughs> I love those. <laughs> I love those too. And books are such a great gift. Like even yeah. like the coffee yeah. table books, like the ones are just funny. You're right. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. Okay, so we're going to start with a joke. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when a wildfire tells you a joke? What? You get burned. Oh my <laughs> god! So, good one. <laughs> anyways, a recycling center in Raleigh has been on fire for four days now. Oh my uh, god! But it's not a wildfire. <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> the joke. I'm sorry. I was trying to find jokes about fire because, like, I don't know. It's, it's. I need to spice. I need to spice it up. But so the flames are visible from the I-540, and ash has been landing on cars, which is how oh the God. fire first got noticed. So it was not intentional. Some um, stumps and mulch caught on fire at the recycling center, and it oh, just weird. I guess was not put out properly. But it has been contained and should be out within 24 hours. And that was earlier today. So yeah, all calls that um, W R 
AL, which was the source I was using, made to the facility have not been returned. So that's super <laughs> oh suspicious. My God. I, think, I think they have other other things they're occupied with at the moment. Well, yeah. Like, I don't know. They haven't made any comment on the fire, and that's like weird. Like people yeah. who see it from weird. the highway, it's you don't burn it's stuff not at secret. recycling yeah. facilities, do you? I don't think you do. Well, I feel like recycling I facilities I think they do, but they're not just like out of control fires. Yeah, yeah but I know that like you can bring like um those like light bulbs that have like lithium or whatever in them. Like you can bring like things that are flammable to a recycling facility because yeah. they have special ways of disposing it so maybe like that's i mean if it really was like the tree or something what was it like wood chips it's, it's it stumps and mulch stumps and like, mulch like maybe it was kind of also has to do with that like there's maybe. something else involved because yeah. stumps and mulch don't just burn for four days straight yeah from- and didn't it rain the past couple days yeah, yeah. <laughs> it rained as well <laughs> yeah something definitely went wrong there something's i don't know up there, yeah but also, no one, no one has been hurt. I pr- I wouldn't have opened with a joke if someone got hurt. I'm not that <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. Hopefully, yeah. they get it cleaned up. Yeah, hopefully, they do actually yeah. put it out within 24 hours. Yeah, oh, it's all good. Yeah, it's crazy that it was going on for four days, too. Four days is crazy. Like, How did days? nobody... Well, I, I guess like it was it, Thanksgiving. I feel but like, like yeah, it would have affected like, the air quality. And like, yeah. I did not hear anything about that. So that yeah, was interesting weird. to me as well. Yeah, that is interesting. All right, so I'm going to give you guys a little holiday tidbit. Um, this is about WRL Knights of Lights, which um, is a partnership with the city of Raleigh, and they're bringing it back for a third year in 2022. Um, so basically what that is, if you don't know, it's a 1.3 mile drive through holiday light show in Dorothy Dix Park, and tickets are on sale now. You need one ticket per vehicle. Um, but one thing that I think they're that's really cool that they're doing this year are like bike nights, so you can actually bike through. So if you so have a bike, cute. yeah, like that would be really fun, especially if I feel like recently it's been honestly kind of like warmer out than it. Like I feel like we're hitting like a little warm front or something because like it was sixty today, which isn't that bad mm-hmm. for like December almost. So. Yeah, if it's, like, a nice night out or you bundle up, like, that would be really fun to go on your bike. That would be so fun. Through, um, but, yeah, and then they also are going to do a 5K and a fun run, which Ooh. that would be fun to do. Like, go run through the the light show. Um, oh, my gosh. So that's fun. And you can drive through five magical lands, which are Toyland, Nor- North Pole Neon, Wild Lights, Winter Wonderland, and Santa's Village. So I thought this was really cute, and I went to um, last year. I went to like a drive-through lights show at the NASCAR Speedway, and it was really, really cool. And I've never been to one before, and that was the first time. But I loved it because it's just like so pretty, and mm-hmm. like you can like I'm sure like like you can listen to Christmas music while you're driving through, and like go do something fun with your friends, and like it's just a fun time. So yeah. yeah. Also, life hack: if you have like an open trunk. You can shove a ton of people in there. Exactly. And so get your ticket for cheaper. More people will like see yeah. the lights and have a good time. And the light shows, they are gorgeous. Usually like it's synced up with the music mm-hmm. too. And that's really cool. And I would never be motivated to do a 5K, but like maybe this time. Because <laughs> running through the lights would be so pretty. That yeah. would be so, so cool. Yeah. And I love the idea of the bikes, especially because yeah. Dorothea mm-hmm. Dix has the rentable bikes. So if you just got like your friends or your Ooh, family right. together yeah. and rented some bikes, like, like as That'd the sun fun. was going down, like Aww. right when it was kind of really perfect that That's would be such a good so idea. Yeah, freaking be so cute yeah i love that so i think i might try and go maybe i'll try and like get like a big u-haul and put a, a bunch U-Haul? of <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do yeah. drill holes in the sides so peek <laughs> out? yeah i mean just like load a bunch of people in the van you know <laughs> i feel like okay maybe if it was like a clear u-haul or like a truck bed you could just have everyone yeah. Yeah. Duck in the you truck know one bed? of those like things they put horses in like on a the highway <laughs> 
put on my friend's trailer. People can like peer up through the little bars and put their hands. <laughs> These are great ideas for you guys. I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer's gonna be too much haul, and you're gonna like take out several swings of or something. <laughs> you know what? We'll cross that bridge when we get there. You're right. You're right. Great idea. <laughs> All right, so my last tidbit, I'm going to shout out Black Friday Market. Black Friday Market is a black-owned business that sells clothes, art, the coolest earrings I have ever seen, and other small items like candles and locally made perfumes. I love going into this store, especially when there are events going on downtown because they always have their doors open and sometimes live music and, like, or they'll have, like, speakers or something, and, like, the vibes are just amazing in there at all times. Um, Their accessories are super colorful and trendy and they also carry things like lotions and scrubs so christmas shopping there is really easy and super fun i know last year i was able to get a few gifts from them and i will likely go again because i know like i take my friends and family in there whenever we're downtown and they're always like ooing and awing so like very easy to get ideas (laughs) lotions and scrubs are always like the best christmas gift because like it's not generic but it, like it is, but it's still thoughtful, you know. So like, I'm yeah. I'm a bad like I'm bad at buying gifts for people. So when I don't know what to get them, I always go through like the lotions and the scrubs, exactly. and, like the body washes and stuff like that. So I bet those are good. Yeah, that's awesome. What type of cool? You said coolest earrings you've ever seen. Like, what do they yes. look like? So one of my friends is like an earring connoisseur, and she just oh. loves crazy earrings. So a lot of them are like very colorful and like big danglies. Sometimes they're like trendy, just like shapes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it'll be like, what are some an example of what she has? Like the lightning sh- bolts. What did she get? She got some like a couple years ago that were like really cool, like milk jugs or something. Like <laughs> I don't even know. Like the different items that people yeah. got. Those are so cute. Those, Those are, are cool. just like really unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes they have like the gender ones, like different feminist mm. ones type things. I don't know. They're just always really cool, and I love looking at them. A lot of them are big and flashy and, like, colorful, so I'm always just like, ooh, colors. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, cool. I also love dangles, so every time they have, like, fun dangly earrings, I'm mm. like, ooh. <laughs> That's so, so nice. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I feel like, like, the like I know so many people who are, like, really big earring people, mm-hmm. and so that's, like, a good gift for, like, I feel like jewelry people love that type of stuff. Yeah, especially if you have friends that, like, extravagant earrings i yeah. think they're a great place to get those right okay guys that is all we have for you this week thanks again for joining us and we will see you next time bye, bye. up next maha interviews karina earl hey my name is maha and you are listening to eye on the triangle on wknc 88.1 fm hd1 in raleigh I'm here with Karina Earl, who is a local visionary and surrealist artist. Hi, Karina. How are you doing today? Hey, Maha. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I had some burning questions to ask mm-hmm. you about your very talented art, <laughs> and I just wanted to go ahead and get into that. So sure. my first question is, can you explain if your art pieces are mentally or emotionally driven? Um, that's a really good question. Uh, I feel like it's, I mean, I think all art is like kind of a combination of both of those things, but I think my work is, is much more like mentally evocative than emotionally evocative. Um, and I don't, although like emotion goes into it or it's, uh, they come out of an emotional place, 
it, it's not really about emotions. Um, but because my work means so much to me and all the concepts that I'm talking about in my work uh, are important to me, mm -hmm. it's I'm a lot of emotion involved in yeah. the process. You know, so it's like a mental piece, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a, would you say like a journal almost? I would say possibly like, um, it's, it's kind of more of a story. A story. Wow. Yeah. I think all of my work, they're all, they're all pieces of a, a long, very long story okay. <laughs> about the universe and life and the, the role of life in the universe. Okay. And um, with that said, can you talk about the most difficult piece that you have ever had to make? Mm -hmm. It can be either difficult in terms of technicality or emotionally. And I would say there are definitely a couple of different pieces. Um, but actually, the, the piece called Letting Go, which is a there's a girl in the center of a spider web and the spider web looks kind of like neurons a bit and she's walking out of an abyss of space and she's got uh, a man tethered to her with her web and with her webbing and it's it's ironic because I I created that piece as a way to process my friend's death, mm -hmm. but um, I end up, because I made a work of art about it, I have to keep talking about it all the time. Right. <laughs> so, like, I, sure, I did the piece to process it, but then I, it's, it's ironic because it's called Letting Go, but I can't let it go because I always have to talk about it. But it, I guess, to be honest, it was... It was one of the more technically challenging pieces, too. It looks simple. Mm -hmm. It's It appears to be one of my more simple pieces. Mm -hmm. But the webbing, like creating the web mm -hmm. in that piece was insane. Wow. Like just having to get the, having to do a spiral and that, you know, usually if you draw a spiral, it's like in a flat kind of 2D way, but to make a 3D spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, and to make it all perfect yeah. and then all the little details that go into the webbing and catching the light in the web. You had to be a spider. <laughs> I had to look at a lot of spider webs. You had to look at a lot of, you did actually look at a lot oh, of spider yeah. webs? Oh yeah. Oh wow. I was looking at like all the spider webs I could find. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, I noticed there's a theme between like nature and your work as well. So that kind of leads me into another question. Um, so what fuels your visions? What kinds of visions do you have when you make your art? Or mm -hmm. what comes prior to that? What is your process like with that? Um, yeah, so what I've been doing my whole life is basically I've been, I've been meditating my whole life. And I, when I was a kid, I did not realize that that's what I was doing. Um, but, and it, I mean, I'm not sure if it's the right terminology, but I call them shamanic journeys. What are shamanic journeys? Um, so, so to me, mm -hmm. like, I have to look up the definition. To no, you, no, yeah, what are they <laughs> to, to you? Yeah. But to me, it's, it's like, like I go into a meditation and 
I, rather than doing like the traditional form of meditation where you like, uh, you focus on your breath or you focus on something and, um, and you try to allow all of the thoughts and emotions to just like roll over you Mm -hmm. and how is Um, this different it's this this is different because it's very directed and intentional um so like i i go into a meditation and i choose an image and it's not like i'm choosing i'm not focusing on that image um i am seeing where that image is going to lead me and i follow it oh Um, so you you look through portals yeah so i that's that's how i always start (laughs) <laughs> the shamanic journey is I open up um, a door or in my mind a portal to another reality or another dimension and what have you seen Karina um I have seen so many crazy things I am like I've told you before I don't I don't know if it's just my wild imagination or if it's something I'm really tapping into and I'm seeing oh it's totally real <laughs> um but I feel that I have seen imagery oh, I guess I've seen um life on other planets and in other realities and actually a lot of times it feels like it's coming from a different time hmm. potentially the future of futures within our galaxy or on our planet do they look bright <laughs> well that's the thing and that's how I often know or I guess get the clue that it's not wishful thinking or like a lot of the stuff that I see and a lot of the information I come to it's it's not necessarily good mm-hmm. it's not necessarily bad it's just things that have happened or catalysts for change yeah it's right. just it's just different yeah you know and it's those I guess those areas of the universe or those planets they have their own problems just like we do yeah and the future has its own set of problems that are different from ours you know yeah alien first world problems like yeah stuff like alien that. first world problems <laughs> um have, now i'm personally curious have you ever seen things like deities like mothingi or you mm-hmm. know moth or hades or i aphrodite i haven't really seen uh deities Oh. necessarily but um, okay. <laughs> but there was this one time and I wasn't even in a meditative state or anything yeah and I was just sitting at the edge of my bed in the morning and I was just getting ready to get up and go about my day and on the across the room there was this blue being that just appeared to me mm-hmm. and uh, it started coming over to me, and I, I don't know, I wasn't afraid or anything. I was just very curious, and it, it tapped me on my forehead. And in that moment, everything went blue. I went blue, the walls went blue, the floors went blue, my couch, my bed, like everything was blue. Um, and you'll know from my work, like kind of about the time that happened, because you'll start seeing a lot of blue beings in wow. my art. <laughs> in one of my favorite pieces you've made where there is, I think, a girl holding something in a field. I think that that mm, was blue. Yeah. And your more recent pieces also have blue beings as well. Yeah. It's almost like I, it's almost a compulsion. Yeah. Ever since that happened. Very interesting. Yeah. Like how they're blue, like in Hindu culture. I mean, 
who knows what I'm seeing I mean maybe people in that area of the world have had a similar encounter as I have that's really cool though because I have no idea what that could mean I don't either it was interesting it's absolutely interesting (laughs) I love it so much it could mean that I'm Looney Tunes. <laughs> no, no, no. If anything, everyone else is just really boring. Okay. Who disagrees. <laughs> so it's good. Um, where do you draw your influences from? My favorite artist, personally, is Remedios Barrow. Uh, she was a surrealist contemporary to Dolly, but, you know, Dolly being a man, he got all the fame. <laughs> right. Um, Typical. And but she's really brilliant surrealist artist. Her work is very deep. It's she works with a lot of metaphysical themes and occult mm-hmm. themes, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely look her work up. Uh, Remedios Vero. Remedios Vero. Remedios. Remedios Vero. Okay. Farrell. Vero. V A R O. But, I, I mean, I think as far as, like, conceptually, mm-hmm. uh, my work is very influenced by nature and biology and also uh, some studies in physics. Uh, I'm, I'm just very interested in how the universe works and how it's evolving. Absolutely. So. Isn't that, like, so fascinating to, I mean, everybody? It's just absolutely great. Well, thanks. I think your artwork really captures moments in a dream or moments in a journey mm-hmm. like a photograph mm-hmm. from teleporting that, I appreciate that that's exactly what I'm trying to do really <laughs> yeah. well that really like is a big compliment yeah. to me because I'm trying to auditorily explain mm-hmm. what I take away from your art which is what drew me to you in the first place and wanted um and drew me to want to do an interview with you because there is something so captivating and intentional about your art um, that it's not like a sticker. It's mm-hmm. not a tote bag. It's not <laughs> a shirt. Um, it's, it's, uh, it is really a door. Your artwork mm-hmm. for me is a door. I and that. I really, for. yeah. And so like when I look at your work, I mean, I appreciate art all around. I see the, the technical aspects of like different brush strokes and you know all of these things my only artistic educational experience comes from watching Bob Ross so I can't (laughs) tell you too much but what I will say is that like there's a lot of thought emotion and talent that goes into the things that you create and there's just so many colors I love the colors the use of colors it's very interesting because I feel like I struggle with color. Really? No, um, that's actually one thing that automatically attracts me to your paintings. There's such a contrast between bright and dark colors. Mm. Um, It's like a very interesting polarity. It's another depth to the layer of your art for me. Um, It's like I'm looking at spider webs or I'm looking at an alternate universe or I'm looking at flashes of a movie that is made 50 years in the future <laughs> or something it's it's absolutely incomprehensible and uncomparable oh, um and you. i've always been a fan of your art so it's really wonderful that. yeah so another cool thing i wanted to talk about is usually artists um who have such you know advanced and accelerated paintings have crazy life experiences mm-hmm. what are some cool <laughs> crazy fun life experiences oh, right. you've had as um, an artist yeah, so I mean, there are a couple that come to mind that are probably 
the more wild ones. I, actually, I don't even know. There are so many crazy experiences. Um, from, I, I don't know, weird sex parties in San Francisco that I did not participate in, just to be clear. Oh, okay. Um, I guess to like observing live porn being shot in the Bay Area. Things get really weird there. Um, but uh, I, I think my two favorite experiences were which, like, most of you Gen Zs will not know of this guy, Tom Green, um, but you would know of him as Drew Barrymore's ex-husband. He was a very famous comedian in the 90s, and he had a talk show, and I was randomly invited to his talk show and ended up nude on national television. Um, I won't, Fun. I won't draw out the whole, all the details of the story, um, <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was insane. Um, and also like one of my w- weird wild experiences was I went to this, this crazy like new age gathering in Hawaii in the mountains, deep in the mountains. Yeah. Um, and where one finds themselves yeah, casually exactly. wandering. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but no, I just, I, I read this woman's book and I thought her work was really interesting and I just had to go experience one of her, her gatherings. And she's only, she only did a very few of them. Very, she had a very clear plan about how many she was going to do, so they don't happen anymore. Um, but basically for several days out in the mountains wearing all white, we practiced these, like, mudras and body movements mudras yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and body movements and like chanting and the whole intention was to open up portals of reality and i had to go because i'm obsessed with portals and so it was just it, it was a very wild and weird experience and i take all that kind of stuff with like a whole salt shaker full of salt but there were most people there were very people who were there were really into it and yeah things got really weird and i mean just to be like just to be practicing things like like the same thing over and over again for days and all wearing white and all out in the middle of nowhere with the same people like that's practically like who needs mushrooms because <laughs> that's some that just was very out there experience yeah being completely sober sitting in a circle drawing mudras with yeah <laughs> people that's that sounds i mean honestly that sounds like a dream come true to me it's also really funny because i'm also imagining um these people just going back to their job after doing that or something so tantalizing mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's kind of like funny or ironic to me but that's also incredible I hope to find events like that um Mm -hmm. that'd be really cool following the pandemic I'm sure that there's stuff like that I'm sure I can find some of those things for you (laughs) let's go please send me let's go we we could just do our own right yeah right that'd be great I mean I've I've also done um I've done medicine circles with Native American shamans as well which I hope that I get to do that again so what pieces of your identity are important to you? Like, I struggle with identity. Also, I guess, so I guess that's the irony of it. 
I think one reason I do struggle with identity is because I have autism and it's like when you have autism you have to create your identity you don't just kind of have one seems like everyone else just already had one you know and I had to like create one from scratch Mm. but so it feels to me like all I'm doing is just like in this constant process of choosing who I am Hmm. and but like like we were talking about before I feel like the one thing that I can say is consistent is that I guess I identify as a creator you are absolutely a creator Karina (laughs) absolutely yeah that's wonderful um and now can you tell the audience where we can find your wonderful art can you tell us if you're affiliated with any associations production companies yeah so there's a couple uh yeah there are many places you could find my art and a couple of things i'm affiliated with um so yeah you can please please follow me on instagram if you're not following me already it's at karina earl art uh that's c-a-r-i-n-a-e-a-r-l-a-r-t um, or you can you can also check out my website www.karinaearl.com and is your name um, the same across all social media handles or do pretty you use much a specific like one? it's pretty easy to find me if you know how to spell my name um, it's on Instagram Facebook and like I said my website which will pop up if you search for my name all of those things will and there's just so you know um, I have a gallery space at, or a studio space at 311 Gallery, downtown Raleigh. So definitely come out for First Fridays. I don't know how long I'm going to be in that studio, though. So definitely get there. Sooner the better. Um, but also, I am the art director for Fractal Mind, electronic dance music mm-hmm. collective in Raleigh. Come to their events. You'll find me there. Do you um, update your social media to uh, talk about what events you will be going to next? I haven't been so good at that, but it's my intention to get better. Probably the beginning of the year I'll be really starting to dive into focusing on social media. I also wanted to say, too, if there are artists out there that are interested in uh, vending at a drum and bass event, please look me up, reach out to me, because I'm looking for artists to, to set up there. Any artists that you're looking for, like, as far as the mediums go, or just general artist I mean, vendors? just general artist vendors. Cool. I mean, I, I personally love all art of imagination, so, yeah. like, psychedelic, surrealism, fantasy, sci-fi, visionary, like, I mean, I'm mostly looking for that kind of stuff, but I'm, it's not like I'm not open to other things, and also, you know, like, jewelry making, mm-hmm. um, quote, like, fashion designers, yeah. people, types of crafts and things like that. That sounds really great. Um, okay, well, Karina, it's been so wonderful having you on the show. Um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. See you next Sunday. Thanks, Karina. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. That is all for today's episode of Eye on the Triangle. I want to thank Technician News Editors Emily, Abigail, and Heidi for their weekly news. And I also want to thank Karina Earl for joining us on the program today. Hope you all have a lovely rest of your Sunday. Music for today's episode has been The Blackest Crow by Track Tribe, licensed under the YouTube Audio Library.